besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. The NBA finals are set. The Boston Celtics yesterday finally down the Miami Heat in Game 7 to punch their ticket to another NBA finals for the storied franchise. The last time they played the Golden State Warriors, there though, Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell were running around. A lot has changed since then, and after a grueling slogfest with the Heat, will the Souths have enough firepower to hang with Steph Curry and the reinvigorated Warriors? Seth Partnow is the NBA analyst for The Athletic, and he's been good for us uh, throughout the season, and he's on the line now. How are you, Seth? Doing well. Thanks for having me back. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. Yesterday's Game 7 was exhausting. Did you think that Jimmy Butler 3 was dropping to send the Celtics packing after a massive fourth-quarter collapse? Uh, there were, that would have been... There were worries. Mm. The, the takes would have flown had they had they managed to, to give up what seemed like an insurmountable lead. Mate, there was two different paths that these teams took to get to the NBA Finals, wasn't there? I mean, this is sort of a return for the Warriors, um, almost back to their pre-Kevin Durant core of, of you know, built around uh, uh, Steph Curry and Draymond Green with with the help from from Clay Thompson and some other other players that they've drafted. I mean, essentially, uh, thinking off the top of my head, the bulk of their contributors are all players they drafted or signed. Hey, Seth, what did you think the Celtics needed to sort out before they went on this run? Um. I think part of it is their defensive scheme is very uh, complicated, relies on a lot of communication, both verbal and nonverbal. And I think it just took them the first couple months of the season to to learn how to communicate and, and play with each other so that they can switch and pass off assignments seamlessly. And basically since January, when they, it seemed like it clicked for them, they've been by a decent margin the best defensive team in the league. Um, and that's really kind of what this 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 2022 run has been built on for them. Mate, at the start of the season, was this the kind of final two uh, teams you were thinking would potentially be there come the end of the year, or you think this is a a bit of a surprise for the Celtics, particularly to to be there come the end business end? Sorry about that. My son just walked into the room. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Did you? Did you? Hear um, I thought. I thought. Yeah, I thought at the start of the year, I thought that mm. at the start of the year, I thought that the um the the two teams that were going to be in the finals was a rematch. Actually, I think I thought the uh, the Warriors certainly had a chance, but I was expecting Suns Bucks round two. Um, yeah. I think that since since about February, I've been exp- I've been thinking that the Celtics were going to make it, um, and then kind of as the playoffs progressed, I started to doubt. Uh, but uh, I'm not surprised with how the the these two teams ended the season, that these are the two teams we, we mm. ended up with in the finals. Seth, the boys here, they're, they're, uh, they're Golden State Warriors supporters. Um, I'm, a, I'm an old Larry Bird faithful from the Celtics. What do you, what do you think? Have they got a chance of taking them? You know, is, it, is, it, is he a one-man show? Can he, can he take it to the Warriors, or has the Warriors just got this in the bag? 
So it's it's interesting because while the Warriors have been sort of more impressive throughout the playoffs, uh, I think all three teams Boston has played are better than all three teams Golden State has played. So it's actually a little bit hard to to really calibrate almost where these two teams are, even over the course of the playoffs. Um, I think based on what we've seen, especially Boston's ability or or tendency to kind of self-destruct offensively, I think you have to lean Warriors. Mm. But I I'm Mm, do we lose him? Yeah, it looks like we lost Seth. Oh, apologies, apologies there. I, I cut out for a second. Oh, good. Um, I, I, I no, I'm I'm uncertain uh, what to think about this just because of how different the road these two teams took to get to the finals. Hey Seth, so we're going to go out for lunch on Friday, and we're going to we're going to sit down and watch the the uh, the first one. Um, what do you reckon? Do you reckon Celtics can get the first game, or do you think? Seth Curry's going to just absolutely nail them and, and hit like 18 three-pointers and blow them off the court. <laughs> I think having I think having uh, three full days of rest is going to be very useful for Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as, as you mentioned in the intro, a grueling series with Miami. Uh, they have a number of players who are a little bit banged up. Um, I think, honestly, the, the biggest factor in game one is – is, is are Robert Williams and Marcus Smart going to be close to 100% to go? If yes, I really like the Celtics' chances. If no, it becomes a little bit more dicey. Uh, just ask you a question about the playoff schedule, mate. Is it different this year, Seth? Because a lot of guys look exhausted and we have seen, seen a lot of banged up bodies. Um, I don't think it's too terribly different than mm. usual. But the thing is, is this is the... Because of we went from the the bubble in the 2020 playoffs, uh, the mm. season started with the short off season, uh, but leading into last season and then the very short off season leading into this season, I think it's it's more just we have basically two calendar years of a ton of basketball for these guys, and I think that's really catching up to everyone. And I can speak for my conversations with people around the league; people are really looking forward to kind of a normal normal length off season this summer to really kind of recharge after what has been a, a you know a marathon of two full seasons and an extra playoff mm. yeah it's been it's been pretty full noise for sure hey uh what about clay thompson mate do you do you feel like he's back to to where uh his very best and he's helped showing signs of of superstardom like yeah i think when they named the 75th top best players ever in the league, you saw like his disgust with not even being in conversations. Do you feel like he's showing the NBA and people, um, you know, why he's been considered one of the best? Um, I think that offensively it's, mm. it's similar to what we saw before. I, it, it's always tough because metrics aren't as good, but both from an eye test standpoint and from a metric standpoint, uh, his defense is not really where it was prior to the yeah. injuries. Um, and that's, you know, that's both injuries and, you know, age. It's, it's not unusual. Uh, he was one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. Uh, he's maybe an average defender now. And so I think that is a, is a pretty big difference. Now, in terms of where his place is in history, prior to the injuries, like, is he a top 75 player? He's certainly, he's certainly been in the conversation, I think. Mm. I, I would have to actually sit down with the list because he's probably in that group that's, you know, there's probably 50 players for the last 25 spots, mm. and he would be among those. All right, Seth, just before we let you go, series, 
Give us a go. Give us a leader, mate. We love having a wee tip on the, a wee little go on the on the punt line. So where's the series going? When and who? Oh, yeah. oh man, I um, I've I've thus far. This is you guys are getting first prediction. All right. Uh, I've been, I've held off thus far, so World I'm going to. Oh, we love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm I think I'm gonna go Warriors in six. Warriors in six. That, yep. I know that means that I, that means closing out in Boston, but I don't think home court totally matters for either. I think both these teams are fully capable of winning road games, as both have shown. So I think that the Warriors close it out in Game Six. There you go, Louis deflated. Louis, oh, no, you're not deflated, Louis. No, no, oh. I, I agree. You're a Tex fan, aren't you, though? No, no, I just had a bet with a listener, oh. Seth, that, that they would beat, <laughs> for a box of 24 beers, that they would beat Miami. And so, so I'm reveling in my glory today. But I think you're right. I think, I think the Warriors probably, I think the key that you said, Seth, is just the rest. And you're so mm. right about the amount of hoops these guys have played. Then you throw in the Olympics as well, um, which Jason Tatum did go to, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so it's just the workload that's mm. piled up on the Celtics through that series against Miami and the fresh legs of the Warriors dealing with the Mavs. That could be the difference, couldn't it, Seth? Yeah, I really do think so. Um, it's it, it, not just in the number of games, but the physicality of both the Milwaukee and the Miami series. Um, now Boston does, does like to play that way, but it's still that's a lot of that's a lot of hits that you know they play a pretty short rotation, and so it's a lot of hits that that their guys have taken that you know the 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 Golden State guys have have not over the last month. Hey Seth, quickly we're going to let you go right into about thirty seconds, but before I do, I'll be gutted if I didn't ask you this. But I'm a Lakers fan, and uh, it's been a horrible couple of years. And do you feel like? What's your take on the Warriors? Can, uh, I mean, the Lakers. Can they <laughs> go away, have an off-season, get an, a healthy Anthony Davis and LeBron James? Can they come back to, to maybe compete come playoffs and finals? Uh, that, that's longer than you have given me to say. I will say <laughs> I worked with I, I worked with Darvin Ham for a year, and I think that is a, that is an absolutely fantastic coaching hire mm. that they've made. Uh, so, so I think that it's someone who – can can make them run like a real like baseline competent NBA team. I think that at the very minimum he's someone who can bring that. And then it's you know you make the right moves around that. You get good luck with health and yeah they're right back where you'd like them to be. You got any inkling on on the right moves? You got something you can maybe throw on the <laughs> throw us out there? Right? Um maybe <laughs> oh, um uh, you know maybe maybe putting some defense and shooting around LeBron and AD like mm. that's that's worked before. And, and why not? Why not? You know, why not do the thing that won you a championship two years ago? Uh, um, but you know, that's that, that's just me and everybody else talking. Like you know, so. All right, all right, <laughs> mate. You haven't really inspired me, but that's okay. We'll get there. Well, hopefully one day, mate. Thank you so much, Seth Partnow, as an NBA analyst for the Athletic. We appreciate you as always, mate. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Take care, guys. There you go, Seth Partner. Hey, Izzy, uh, that is so funny because the, I actually read an article this morning saying that they the Lakers are unlikely to trade Russell Westbrook because they don't want to give up any future assets. So mm. the NBA is a funny one, Kempe. You, you'd know about salary caps. And mm. Russell Westbrook is on the worst contract in the league. So next year he's up for about $45 million, and he is probably worth about 6 to 8 
So you're paying. That's this is Matt Lodge wow. territory, right? Mm. So to get rid of a contract that bad when the player's been in decline that bad, what you have to do with these sorts of um, franchise tags and I guess asset management is you would have to attach a really nice asset to that for another team to be inclined mm. to take it on. So that's like a, a high first round pick or in the future that's another really nice player and they do have I think a 2027 first round pick that they can get rid of but if they get rid of that after they've mortgaged their whole future on Anthony Davis the Lakers would really be gutted for the next decade they would have nothing left this Mm. is their last little thing they're hanging on to so do you swing for the fences while LeBron's at the tail end of his prime and get rid of the pick to get rid of Russell Westbrook because as guys like Seth know you're not going to win with them Mm. you can't win with a salary cap suck that bad in a salary cap sport when you're getting about six million dollars out of a guy and this is where the Warriors have fallen with guys like Dallin Watini Zelezniak and Matt Lodge and that's why when Cam George said the salary cap doesn't worry us it makes zero sense because we know how salary cap sports work so Izzy not to be too bleak about it but they really are they really have a gun to the head with this Westbrook contract don't they (sighs) yeah Look, it's, yeah, it's a difficult situation. But I just can't get my... Like, Russell Westbrook, you know, only like six years ago, seven years ago, he was like the face of the league, just blowing up on defence on with the ball in hand, and then he's just gone away. So I'm just thinking, where do you think... Can he get back to his heights, Louis? He can't get back to his heights? Like, you think form is temporary, class is permanent. Like that, but his class was hyper-athleticism, mm. and he's into his 30s now. You think about yourself, Daggy, when you were playing in your mid-20s to, to when your body started to fit. Yeah, but you figure out ways to be able to have your impact on the game. So he can't shoot. So he can't shoot, so he's horrible. So when you can't shoot and you've <laughs> depended on your athleticism, so these guys, they yeah. transition, and they become maybe 3 and D guys or more shooters. But if you can't, and that's the biggest tool gone, well, then you really are. So we're just... Got no chance for, for a while now, the, the Lakers. They have to trade him if they want to contend. Mm, okay. And can they trade him? Uh, well, that's guys like Seth, that's their jobs to work it out and crunch the numbers, and it, it's looking pretty tough. So just the the six, the 4-2, finals prediction from Seth, Warriors 4-2, tab.co.nz. Oh, okay. It's it's like a bait on a hook in it. It's like a bait on it. It's like you're just throwing the line out there for Izzy. Okay, okay. Have a look at that. But the salary cap is really the the salary cap is really interesting. You're dead right, Louis. You you can't manipulate it. You know what Mm. I mean? You've got to be if you're going to make decisions. Like what you're talking about, Westbrook. The the problem with the Westbrook scenario is that mate, there's more there's more cattle coming on the online all the time. That's Mm. right. And they ain't going to be spending the money. And, and missing out on the cattle. Why would you? That's there's exactly no, There's right. no incentive for the other teams, and you've nailed it, Kempe. And it is, it's actually similar to most salary cap sports, um, but this one that the Lakers have got themselves into. They won a championship, though, in the bubble with mm. the, when they mortgaged everything for their Anthony Davids trade. So, I mean, if you're a, if you're a Lakers fan, I'll ask you, Izzy, was it worth it? Did you feel like that bubble championship is worth the pain you're in now? <sighs> It kind of remote. Like if you think back, it was like an empty stadium. Didn't have the hype. It just feels like the Blues Trans Tasman. You know what I mean? Asterix. I'll tell you, like a. It doesn't really feel like a championship to me. The Lakers win in the I, empty I, I stadium with the. I get it when they were staying at Disneyland all together in one group. Like it just didn't feel the same. I don't know. It was a, a mm. total. It was a time where if you had great team chemistry and you had a strong leader like LeBron yeah. who could get because he was living with his teammates and so nah. I don't think it, it feels like Mate, listen to, listen to Frankie Panisi when he comes on, okay? Listen to him and just listen to the way he talks about his club and the legacy and how they've built players to make sure that the salary cap isn't an issue for them. Yeah. 
It's really, it's honestly the, one of the best interviews I've, I've had and, and, and listen to the person when he's talking to say it's all about the people. Uh, I completely agree, Kempi. I learned a hell of a lot. After this, you're going to go off the back fence and it's inspired by the Frank Panisi chat. Lakers fans, double eight, double three, the Temper Bed Post text machine or 0800-150-811. Was that championship in Disneyland worth it? And Hoops fans, who are you picking? Warriors, Souths, give us your score prediction. Harrison Marker, double or nothing? Nah, kidding. Send your ultras to 125 to Stram, my boy. <laughs> 21 minutes past seven. Here with Kemper's Warehouse. Great savings every day. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.